Welcome to an audio podcast featuring Pastor Zach Kawala of Weather Live Ministries International. Listen to some down to earth and comprehensive teachings as presented by Pastor Zach from the pulpits of Weather Live Ministries International. I want to believe God that you love Him more than you have loved Him before, and that in this season you shall do more for Him. You shall be sold out to the Lord more than you have sold out to the Lord. You should just give yourself to the Lord more than you have ever done. And you shall do better. There is, there is propensity in you to do better than you have done in the past. If you believe it, shout, I believe it. Hallelujah. So, today has been a special day. Uh, at least in the Blunder Church and a few other churches, it's been a great escape Sunday. But I also know other churches will be continuing having their great escape Sundays for the next coming few weeks. And I heard Pastor Drew saying, there's going to be great escape Sunday extra next week. I think I love the idea. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Great Escape Sunday Extra Next Sunday I think it's a good idea But that means I need to be here uh, I think by the, If God allows I may not be around uh, But if God allows I may also be So, whichever comes, we shall embrace it. Amen. But it's been some time, so it's good to be back uh, in Ignite, the gathering service. And I'm going to speak about the, the, the very title of the Sunday, The Great Escape. Hallelujah. So, are you ready for that? So when you come to church, remember to take somewhere where you write. Remember to take somewhere where you refer to so that we flow together. Amen. And um, I believe God is going to help us in just a few minutes. If I can preach, I'll preach in just a few minutes. A long, long preaching is for Friday. Friday you can preach from 10 o'clock to 5 o'clock because it's a Friday 10 p.m. to what? 5 a.m. you got all the time so Friday I believe I'll see you some of you the way you are responding about coming on Friday it was like like you're trying to tell me pastor we love sleep we are grannies Dreams are for old people. Visions are for young people. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Says your young men shall see. Your old men shall dream. dream. Do you dream dreams while walking? No. Or maybe you are actually dreaming as you are standing there. You are sleepwalking. So you are in your sleep and you came to church. And we are thinking you are actually awake. Oh, you're doing it in your dream. Uh, I used to have 
I still have a brother, but my, my brother, my older brother, used to have a lot of uh, sleepwalking when we were young. Yeah, he could see things, almost making a cup of tea in his dream, in his sleep. <laughs> One day, he, he woke up in the night. It was like in the middle of the night, the time we were staying in Cholo. And he woke up, and wherever he went, I think he was in the living room, he went, he opened the curtains, looked outside, and then went to knock on my mom's bedroom. Am I? Am I? Deep in the night. My mother asked, Ali And he's dreaming. Hey. One day. Uh, no, I will talk about that another day. Uh, please sit down. Let's, let's talk about the word of God. We don't have much time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Somebody say great escape. To escape means to break free. So today, one of these days we should watch uh, prison break. I think if I'm not going to be around on Sunday, you can as well just watch Prison Break here. Man. <laughs> or we should have a movie night. Just a movie night. What, what do you think? Is it a good idea? But the way some of you are responding, it's like, uh, it's like, Pastor, that one X. You bring popcorn. A, a good surround sound. What do you think? At the other time, we should also watch Rambo 2. Uh, by the time you finish watching Rambo 2, you'll be very prayerful. Uh, you'll be very committed to Jesus. So, to, 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 to escape is to break free from confinement. I see you breaking free from confinement. It is to succeed in avoiding something that is dangerous. You are, you are eluding some un, un, unpleasant experience. To, to escape is to get free uh, as in to slip away or, or to get away from, from confinement. It, it, it is to, to regain or get liberty, to get freedom. That is to escape. To escape is also to avoid being captured. Or to avoid being caught. So you were stealing. And uh, they found out that you were what? And you are, you are able to run away. And they don't catch you. They have not captured you. It means you have what? It means you have what? Oh, I see you escaping. I see you escaping. Hallelujah. So the Lord desires you to escape from your past, to escape from sin, to escape from any bondage. 
anything that would love to confine you so that you are not free, the Lord wants your freedom. I'm praying for you that from this service, you shall walk into freedom. You shall no longer be confined by skimmings of Satan. You shall no longer be enslaved. You shall be a free young man. Oh, may you be a free young man. May you be a free young man. Somebody say freedom. Freedom. Say freedom. Freedom. Hallelujah. May you escape from any form of bondage. Any form of slavery. Any form of being incarcerated or being confined. May you be able to run away. Hallelujah. May you be able to free yourself, lose yourself, so that you can do what God wants you to do. May you become the man God wants you to become. May you become the woman God wants you to become. May there be no entanglements. I say, may there be no entanglements on your life. You are chained down to where you should have never been chained down. Now, I'm going to preach from Moses. Yes, I'm going to preach from Moses. Uh, Moses, a few chapters of the book that he wrote, Exodus. Hallelujah. So, the context is that there had been hunger in Israel and that Jacob sent his sons um, to go to Israel so that they may bring food. But before this time, the very same sons of Jacob had sought out Joseph. Do you remember the story? Do you remember the story? So they had sought Joseph to the Midianites who as merchants took him over to Egypt, found himself in the house of Potiphar, uh, where he was, he was, he was lied about that he wanted to rape the master's wife, Joseph. Put a tag on him that he was a rapper. And therefore they arrested him and uh, sentenced him to confinement in prison. But while in prison, there were two other men that committed their own offenses, not in Potiphar's house, but in Pharaoh's house. So they also found themselves where? In prison. Do you like my story? So, there are now three young men in prison. And then, Joseph used to dream. So his dream was about him becoming great. Him becoming a ruler. But how many know that when you go to prison, it's like your dream is dying? But then, why in prison... The two guys from Pharaoh's house, they also had dreams. And then Joseph ended up interpreting the dreams. You know, one was a cupbearer who served the king. Um, 
The other one used to carry stuff. But the guy who used to carry stuff, he dreamed that beds were chopping things on top of his head. Please don't dream those kind of dreams. That in, uh, carrying stuff and beds are chopping. It means you may die, so you should pray. I mean, that's the interpretation. Is that not the interpretation of Joseph? Joseph gave an interpretation for the guy that beds were chopping. He said, hey, you, 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 they'll kill, you'll be killed. The other guy who dreamt that he was serving the king says, you'll be restored. So you'll go back to the palace, you'll be serving the king again. That's the interpretation of the dream. Then he told him, when you go there, remember me. Remember that uh, you have left a certain Jewish guy in prison. When the guy went, okay, when finally it happened that both dreams came as true. The one was chopped, chopped his head, and uh, the other one went back to save Pharaoh. But for two years, he forgot. Completely forgot. Those who forget. And then uh, the king dreamt. Pharaoh dreamt, had a dream. A dream of seven fat cows and seven lean or slim or bony cows. And they brought all his people who could interpret dreams. Nobody could what? Interpret. Then the cupbearer remembered. Remember, ah, king, Pharaoh, while I was in prison, I had a friend. We both dreamt. And when we dreamt, my dream came true. My friend's dream came true. But there's a guy who interpreted our dreams. He's still there. If you bring him, he will interpret your dream. Are you listening to the story? So they ended up calling for who did they call for? Ah, so they called for Joseph. Joseph came by, by and started telling, King, ah, may you live long. This dream of yours is in this way. There shall be seven years of great harvest. And then afterwards, there shall be seven years of hunger and drought. And you need to do something to make sure people survive. And he gave a strategy to the king of what needed to be done in the seven years of plenty. A part of it was he decided that there shall be taxation. So let the people do their farming in the seven years. But each one, when you do your harvest, 20% of your harvest should be taken to the granaries. That's tax. So it should be kept during the seven years of plenty and then when the hunger comes we shall have reserves that we shall be eating in the lean seven years the king found wisdom and he actually pronounced is there another man in whom the spirit of the gods live other than Joseph then whom shall we appoint to oversee all this other than himself and therefore he took his singlet 
and put it upon Joseph and said, from today, everybody shall bow to this man and all the affairs of the nation shall be upon Joseph except my house. <laughs> except his wife, of course. That's what he meant. So Joseph became the second in command over Egypt. Context. Have you now gone to where we are coming from? Are we together? Yeah, so of course, uh, because of what Joseph did, uh, finally, when the drought came, the season of drought came, the people from, okay, Jacob sent his other sons, go to Egypt, find if there is food. Of course, there was food by the wisdom of Joseph. When they got there, of course, there was, uh, Joseph recognized these are my brothers who sold me. And then one day he had to identify himself that it's me. Whatever you meant for evil, God has turned it for your good. He sent me ahead of you so he may preserve a nation. These were the words of Joseph telling his brothers. So, so you, you thought you actually wanted to kill me. You are selling me as a slave. But you see, it was all God's machinations. He meant to preserve a generation. And then he embraced his brothers and they cried. And then later on, he allocated for them the place called Goshen, where they would be living. And he, they were exempted from taxation, tax free. So they never paid any tax. Everybody, every Jew. So they started growing and becoming a big nation in Egypt. And they started to settle. Then it so happens that the Pharaoh that knew Joseph died. The Pharaoh that knew Joseph died. And now the, another Pharaoh has risen to the throne. Who doesn't know Joseph? Who doesn't know Goshen? Who doesn't know what had happened in the years past? So he started now bringing hardship on the children of Israel. I'm a Pulangera Zamoto. <laughs> yeah, it was hard. And then that made them to cry out to God. Made them to cry out to? To God. And when they cried out to God, God heard them. And, okay, okay, at one time, uh, Moses was born, I could have talked about the story of Moses. He was born from a Jewish mother. At that time, of course, Pharaoh had given instruction that these people are becoming too much. They shall take over. So from now onwards, no male child shall be allowed to live. So instructed the midwives to be killing every male Jewish child at birth. But the Jewish midwives were those that feared the Lord. So they decided to preserve the life of Moses. And when one day they were accused and said, how, how did it happen? He says, no, 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 no. The Jewish women are stronger than, than us, the, than Egyptian women. Before we come to help them, they've already given birth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's how Joseph, I mean Moses was 
sense. Then when Moses grew up, he decided to associate with the suffering of his people. Hallelujah. And one day he killed an Egyptian. He found an Egyptian uh, fighting or, or mistreating a Jew. And he went ahead and killed the Egyptian and buried him in the sand. Of course, his own people had noticed. The one day he found fellow Jews arguing. Then he came to say, no, 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 brothers, you cannot be doing this. Then they rose up against him. Who has made you king over us? Do you want to kill us like you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses realized what I did is known in Egypt. So he ran away from palace. He ran to Midian. And there was now, he lived in Midian and there he got married in the family of Jethro. In Midian, he started taking care of his father-in-law's sheep or animals. So it was one of those days when he went taking care of father-in-law's animals, which is where we find ourselves that at this time, and that's about some 40 years later after running away. So he's been in Egypt for 40 years. Then he runs away. 40 years later, while he is in Midian, that's now at about 80 years. Are you listening? God shows up. Because by this time, it is now about 430 years of, of the sons of Jacob staying in Egypt. And God shows up and says, I have heard the cry of my people Israel and I've seen their afflictions. And now I'm come down that I may deliver them. On the back, back side of there, there's a, do you remember the experience of the burning bush? Yeah. Uh -huh. So are we together so far? Yeah. Very soon I shall preach my five points and we shall go home. So, so I've heard that they have been in captivity, they have been enslaved, but now it's time for escape. Now it's time I want them to be free. Now they have been in slavery all this while. 430 years. By prophecy, God had told Abraham, your people shall sojourn in a foreign land for 400 years. But it was not 400 years when they were delivered. It was 430. So did God lie? Because God told Abraham 400, not 430, 400 years. They will be in a foreign land. But by the time God is coming on the backside of the desert and talking to Moses, it is now 430 years. You see, let me tell you something. When, when a prophecy comes, it remains as such up until you call on it. Up until you pray for it. Up until you use the prophecy as prayer, it will still just remain as prophecy. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. This is not my preaching. Why am I talking about this? It's not part of the preaching. Hey, 1 Timothy 1.18. 18. This charge I commit unto you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that by them, them is for what? By the prophecies, you mighteth war a good... Are you understanding me? 
Are you understanding me? A prophecy may remain idle until you activate it through prayer. Until you start to cry. About, you see, see, I'll give you another example. So, a, um, Elisha tells King, there shall be no rain in the land until at my word. Do you remember? Hello? Uh-huh. There will be no rain until at my word. And one day he meets Ahab and tells him, hey, King, start off from here to, to your gates of Jezreel because I hear a sound of mighty rain. What has he heard? Sound. Now that's in the spiritual rain that is able to hear it's gone. There's going to be abundance rain. But what does he do? He goes up to start to pray. And he prays not once, he prays seven times. And each time he's sending his servant, go and check if it's raining. So you might have had a promise on your life, but that promise remains idle until you do something about that promise. And one of the things you do with the promise is you pray. You stand on it, on the promises of God or the prophecies God has given you. You stand on it and you pray about what God has given you. Hallelujah. So, so where were we? We were talking about... 430 years. So 430 years the people start to cry because the hard taskmasters are doing it too hard for them. And God says, I have heard the cry. We are now in Exodus chapter 3. I've heard the cry of my people Israel. And now I'm come down. Hallelujah. I have seen their affliction by reason of their hard taskmasters. And now I have come down to deliver them. So I want you to go so that you can help in their freedom. Of course, Moses has his excuses. Do you realize that this is a hard toll? God wants him to go back where he ran away from. Huh? God wants him to go back where? Where he, where he ran away as a fugitive. Because they had discovered that he had murdered a person. And God is saying, that's where you should. So Moses starts to give his excuses. Some, some of the excuses were valid, just like most of us would have valid excuses. Why we cannot do the things of God. The first thing he asked God, so when I go, who shall I tell the people that uh, has sent me? Who shall I tell? Who are you? <laughs> and God starts to explain himself. Go and tell them that the I am that I am has send me. But by then they will not listen to me. You see, I've got a problem. I stammer. When I, 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 I talk, I, 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 I stammer. Of course, God tried to assure him that I'm a miracle-working God. I'm going to work mighty. I will stretch forth my hand and I'll deliver, which is what we're going to talk about. I'll deliver the people. There shall be an escape from slavery. And um, Moses had his excuses. So one time God tells Moses, put your hand into your bosom, into your pocket. Maybe that's what we should in today's language. So he takes his hand and put it in his pocket. He says, take it out. So he takes it out and it, it has become this leprous. It's white. Ah, ah, go, go. Ah, may God do mighty works in your life. May God perform miracles in your life. May he show you that he's able to do anything he's commissioning you to do. Moses is still skeptical about this God. God tells him, what do you have in your hand? He says, I've got a rod. He says, throw it down into, on the floor. He throws it down. It becomes a snake. Go, 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 go. 
God, what is this mama road has become a snake. And God tells him, God, touch it by the tail. He goes and the snake turns back into a rod. God has shown him that I'm mighty. I can do anything. Then he gives the excuse and says, but God, you've heard how I've been speaking. You're telling me to go and tell a fellow, which means my mission is about speaking. How am I going to speak? I'm not fluent in speech. So God tells him, do you know you've got your brother Aaron? You'll be God to Aaron and Aaron will be your prophet will speak on your behalf. Hey, God, I thought you'd do a miracle and heal him of his stammering. You see, there may still be some things God has left on you which he has not dealt with. It is so that you remain human. Otherwise, you may behave like a God. You, you should still be depending on him. So there are still things that he has not... He, as mighty as God is, there still come some frailties that remain with us. So that we continually depend on him for everything that we do. So he made Moses realize you have to still depend on me forever. Now that's not my preaching for today. That's another preaching. This is context. So finally Moses agrees to go back to Egypt. Go back to Egypt and lead the people of Israel, of Israel out of bondage. An estimation of close to about 1.8 million or 2 million people that he has to. Because uh, the men on the foot were about 600. Uh And by estimation, normally there are more women than by men. And uh, when you have got about uh, one man, you should expect uh, one woman and one child. At least. So 600 men. 600 women, 600 kids, children. And that's about 1.8, a minimum. Roughly. Can you think about the sanitation in the desert? Maybe one day we'll talk about those things. One day, may God willing, we'll, we'll preach about everything, about moving from Egypt uh, all the way to the promised land. God willing, God help us. But here it is that now finally they have to walk away. I see you walking away from prison. I don't know what bondage you have. Now, I want you to understand that God always has an escape plan. God always has a way of doing things. But escaping would always tend to be difficult. And for the children of Israel, it was not easy for them to get out of bondage. Why was it difficult to escape? And why would it be difficult for you to escape? Number one. Number one. Because Pharaoh does not want you to go. You cannot easily be free because Satan wants you to remain in bondage. But in this service, I pray may you experience your freedom. Or somebody will say a better amen than that. In Exodus 13, 15, the Bible says, And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go. Pharaoh would what? 
hardly. Pharaoh is hard-hearted about your freedom. He does not want you to be free. But God wants you to be free. And what God has determined, may it come to pass on your life. May it happen on your life that you shall be free. Hallelujah. So Pharaoh doesn't want you to go. So Moses insisted throughout. So before this time that Moses is saying, or the Bible is saying that Pharaoh would hardly let us go, Moses had been insisting. So if you read verse five, I mean chapter 5, verse 2, get back, chapter 5, Moses had been saying, let my people go so they may go and worship the Lord. Verse 5, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? You're saying they want, you want the people to go and worship the Lord. Who is the Lord? Who, who is he? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. Who is he? I know not the Lord. Neither will I let Israel go. Pharaoh does not want Israel to. The devil doesn't want you to serve him. The devil doesn't want you to be free. But thank God there is a plan. And the plan is that you shall escape the prison of Satan and you shall serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what the devil may say. Because Pharaoh is a type of Satan. So in Bible college, in theology, we learn about typology. Typology. So in this story, Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And Satan doesn't want you to be free and serve the Lord. But I see you walking free. Somebody say, I'm going to walk free. I shall escape. Number two. Let's be quick. Number two. I don't have time. I should have been finished by now. Pharaoh will allow you to do some Christian stuff but still remain in bondage. Speak some Christian language. So you can also say, brother, God bless you, but you are still in bondage. Some Christian stuff. You see, it's not easy in life to break away from sin. In Exodus 8, 25, the Bible says, And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice your God in the land. Now, God wants Moses and the people to go completely out of Egypt back to Israel. But Pharaoh is saying, Go and make sacrifices. Where? Where? In the land. Your freedom is limited to as long as you are continuing to serve me. Go to church, but still be sleeping around. On Sunday afternoon, go to church and be dancing in front. Well, the last night we were sleeping around. As long as you continue doing what I've wanted you to do, you can go to church. As long as you continue on drugs, go to church. Go to church. 
Continue doing your stuff as long as you remain in the land. And you want to sacrifice to the Lord? You want to give offerings? Ah, go and give offerings. But you remain here. Go and sing in the choir. But you remain. You remain mine. It's okay. It's okay. Go and make your sacrifices. But not where you want to. Go and make your sacrifices in my land. In prison. Oh, I see prison break. You, you are walking away. You are walking away. I see you escaping from hell. Number three. Pharaoh does not want you to go too far. He wants you to make half commitments to God. Half commitment. Not, not sold out. You shouldn't be a sold out believer. You should just be cool. A cool believer. Swawa swaga. Oh, oh. An undercover believer. Under, undercover. Submarine. Submarine Christian. Secret service. These things of God, don't be fanatical about them. Don't be fanatical about them. You know, it's too much. Just body for say God, body for say God. Body for say everything. You add a verse, everything. You know, you know, can't you be real? Can't you be real? Can't you have a life? Can't you be authentic? Get a life. Get a life. It's too much. Don't go too far with the things of God. Don't go too far. It's too much. You're too much about church. Going to church once in a while is, is okay. Some of you, you've actually been in church this morning. You're in church in the morning. You're even in church in the evening. I mean, is, is one service not enough? It's too much. You're too much. You're too much. Makanga mine mungwa maninga ziko muna liko baji. another life other than the life you have oh everything about you is about church it's about church it's too much go but don't go too far don't overdo it that's the voice of Satan today may you recognize anybody that's telling you is too much it's just an incarnate devil I said, next time somebody tell you you're doing it too much, just know it's the devil incarnate. The devil in a form of a flesh. Because the, the demons always want to enter a man. Demons enter, and then they will come in some voices and bathe you into sin. Cause you to start sinning. 
In verse 28 of Exodus chapter 8, it says, And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only, only, you shall not go very far. Don't go too far. The first one is, I won't let you go. I don't know your God. I don't know who this God is. Then God performs a miracle. So his heart is a little bit softened. Okay, I will let you go, but in the land. Within. Hang within. Then God performs another miracle. He says, okay, I will let you go, but don't go too far. Some of you, you are at that level where you are saying, I shouldn't go too far. Oh, I'm speaking to someone. I am speaking to someone. They have been convincing you, you are too much. You are too much about God. Too much. Oh, I'm speaking to someone who is here. You, you attended the service. You are here this afternoon. Uh-huh. The reason you are not doing what you should have been doing in the kingdom of God is because somebody told you it's too much. Mugonjeza. Makakamura. Relax. Have a life. Have some enjoyment. You are too hard at yourself. They have told you that. And you have withdrawn. You used to be on fire. You used to be very committed, but now you are becoming cold. Because Pharaoh has told you, don't go too far. From today, may you escape from Pharaoh. I say, may you escape from Pharaoh. May you escape from every lie of Satan. Only you shall not go very far away. It's nice you go to church. It's enough. You don't need to go further than that. Don't save God. Be mature. Be wise. Don't be a fool. Don't go too far. But Moses is saying to Pharaoh, let my people and the devil is saying, no, 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 no. Okay, going you can go, but not too far. While in life, the truth is, everything you do is too much except the things of God. Even the sex you are involved in, is just too much. You are too sick, too much sexing, and you feel it's okay, except the things of God. Every, everything, everything, everything. Currently, everything is too much. You have even experienced having sex with two, two men, yourself. One girl, two men. Or one boy, three women. You, 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 and you think it's too, not too much. You are still wanting to go to another level. Of next time, it should be four girls and myself. And you're thinking it's not too much. The devil is not telling you it's too much. It feels like that's okay.
have sometimes drunk the whole night. And we are just saying, only one Friday, come at Shiloh from 8 o'clock to, to 5. And already are saying it's too much. All those hours. 8 o'clock to 5 a.m. at Shiloh is too much. But you go drinking, you start clubbing at 8 o'clock in one club. You move from 8 o'clock. When it's 10 o'clock, you go to another club. In the same night, you graduate from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock in another club. 1 o'clock, you move from another club. 3 o'clock in another club. In each club, you are sleeping with a certain man or a certain woman. And 5 o'clock, you are in the last club. And the reason you want to go home is they are telling you, please go home. We want to close. We want to close. You are not yet, you are not yet satisfied. It's daytime, it's daytime. Please go and sleep, it's daytime. But you, you, you are still feeling you have not yet done too much. But when it comes to the things of God, you are being lied to that it is too much. Two hours at church is too much. Ten hours in a club is not too much. It's not too much. It's not too much. You watch three football matches. It's not too much. You watch three football matches. It's not too much. You watch the highlights. The pre 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 preview. Post view. You you premier rap. They uh, they rap they rap Premier League rap they rap wrap up wrap up you watch wrap up you've already watched everything but you still watch your watch and it's for you it's not too much but two hours at church two my two hours just two hours Pharaoh is a liar you watch one episode another episode. 12 midnight, you are still watching some episodes. Season 1, season 2, season 3, season 4. You pre-recorded others, they are waiting for you when you get from here. 24 hours, season 1. Binge, binge watching, watch the whole night. 24 hours overnight of watching and you are saying it's not too much but when just two hours I church, Pharaoh is telling you don't go too far you are doing it too much and some, sometimes it is the people that are asked to ask that to be telling you it's too much Everything else in your life is too much except the things of God. When you try, you try to pray for 30 minutes, it's too much. We say just come for shaka service for one hour. It's too much. One hour, one hour. 
you are at Bumumubas at Poli. One hour, I even have volunteered, I'll come and pick you. I'll come and pick you from Mubas. I've said, I'll come and pick you from Kuhes. Every morning, quarter to five, I'm at the car park. I'm picking you. But for you, just to come here for prayer for one hour, too much. But you have spent the whole night. Season one, season two, season three, season four, season five, season six, season seven, season eight, season nine, season ten. It's still not too much for you. It's still not too much for you. Hey. I see you escaping from Pharaoh. I see you escaping from Pharaoh. You shall serve the Lord. You shall serve the Lord. While you still have energy, while you can still long hours in prayer, you shall be there when there is prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, there's going to be a great escape for somebody. I said there's going to be a great escape for somebody. Your boyfriend beats you up. Boyfriend, do not husband. Boyfriend. And you still be going to him from here. Oh, you better escape from that prison. I said you better escape from that prison. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And the only reason why he doesn't want you to go very far is so that he may still control you. You are escaping from the control of Satan from now. That was number what? Number four. Pharaoh doesn't want you to escape with your children. Verse number 11 of Exodus 10. He says, okay, let's read from verse 10. Exodus 10, 10. And he said unto them, let the Lord be with you as I will let you go and your little ones. A, a colon. Look to it or think about it. For evil is before you. Okay, for you to even think that I will let you go with your children, then you must be wicked. Not so. I will not do that. Verse 11. Not so. Go now, you that are men. So the ones that should go is only the ones that are men. The ones that are old. The, the young ones should not go. You are escaping from prison. Even at your own young age, you shall go and worship God. You shall not live worshiping God for old men. You shall not live worshiping God for adults. I see you also joining in and walking away. You shall save the Lord while you are still young. Do I have young people here? Do I have young people here? Do I have young people in the house? Do I have energetic young girls in the house of God? 
I see worshiping the Lord the whole way. You will not leave it to the elderly, the old. You shall serve the Lord. Certainly, yeah. so I mean, Pharaoh is telling Moses, only the old people, let them go. The young people, I'll hold them here. I want them to remain here. He says, not so. Go now ye that are men. Okay? And you have to be above 30 years to qualify as a man. So anybody that is below 30 in those days is a child. So only the old should go. The young men should not save God. And they were driven out for that he did desire. And they were driven out from the presence. He says, go away, go away. I've told you, just get your old men. No, no, no children. But I see the children also escaping. Amen. Oh, somebody say amen. amen. Say, I am also going to sacrifice. I, also I shall worship the Lord. Worship. Even, at my youth. Even at my youth. Amen. Quickly, let me finish. Then, lastly, Pharaoh doesn't want you to escape with your possessions. That represents your money, your career. He doesn't want you to go save the Lord with your possessions. Verse 24, chapter 10. And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye save the Lord. And let your flocks and heads be stayed. But now, because God has performed another miracle, for each resistance the devil, I mean, Pharaoh made, God performed a miracle that made Pharaoh to do something. So now God has performed another miracle. So he's now saying, you can take the young people, but the possessions, the wealth, should what? Should remain. Go save God. Don't take your wallet with you. Go save God. Your career and you are different. Don't save the, God, the Lord with your career. So he's creating what I would call dual personality on you. So you become two people in one. God save the Lord, leave the animals behind. Leave your source of wealth behind. Leave your bank account at home. And go and save the Lord. Only let your flocks and your heads be stayed. But this time around, because of what God has done, the children can go. The young people, let them also save God. But, but not your possession. The plan of God for your life is total escape. Today may you experience prison break and may you walk out free. Let me close. I don't have time. Let me close. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 26. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 26. 
Second Timothy 2 verse 26, the Bible says, Then they will come to their senses and escape from the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him to do whatever he wants. They will come to their and do what? After coming to their senses, what will they do? Escape. Give me New King James Version. And that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. From today, may you not fulfill the will of the devil. Don't listen to his lies. May you come to your senses. And may you escape from the trap, from the cage he had put over your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Wherever you have been held captive, wherever you have been enslaved, I'm praying for you, may you experience freedom. You will no longer be half-hearted in your commitment. May you be sold out to the Lord. Ha, ha, may you be a sellout. A sellout for God. Hallelujah. When they say you are being a fool, just tell them, yes, I'm a fool for Jesus. Whose fool are you? I am a fool for Jesus. Whose fool are you? I used to have that kind of a t-shirt at the back. So it was written, I'm a fool for Jesus. Whose fool are you? Because in our days, they used to tell us, okay, when you're in school, concentrate on school. Otherwise, they weed you. You'll be weeded. And some of us, we worked to ensure nobody among us gets weeded. And nobody among you should get weeded. If you are in school, that is those of you that are in school, because some of you are working or running your own businesses. Some of you that are in school, none should get with it. That's why, actually, we need to finish now. We're going to introduce the awards. Academic Performance Awards. Uh -huh. We'll be taking those of you that appear on the dean's list. <laughs> and you win something. Maybe a full scholarship. You'll be on the GOs scholarship. I'm thinking about the kind of awards we want to give. Because I want you to do well. Are you understanding me? You serve the Lord with your own career. You not leave your career home. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. Are you understanding me? And we need to finalize that. Pastor Drew, you need to remind me. Yeah, we need the meeting that finalizes this. By the time the executive council meets, it should approve their policy of us spending on young people in universities. Proper awards. And at, I believe we'll be doing it at the camp. So at the camp, we should be announcing uh, awards. And this year, we are starting having a camp. Yes. In July, we are going for a camp. So we need to start working on plans. You start making your savings some three days together at Chancellor College. What do you think? Yeah. Are you starting to think? 
Do you think it's a good idea? That we go for campus camp when it's holiday, when the schools have closed three days. It's a long time last when we last had a camp. Who has been to a camp? Stand, stand, if you've been to a camp. You see, most people don't even have an idea. Don't have an idea of us going to a camp. So only a handful have been to a camp. So this year, we are resuming camp. Resuming camp. So start to make your own saving. Yeah, start to make your own saving. And camp means Nzuzu shall come, Lilongwe shall come, every, every campus will come to one place. And all young adults and campus people, all of us in one. Do you think it's a good idea or we should never start again? We're right, spending the whole day, imagine the whole day together. Is it going to be too much? Day one, day two, and day three. Is it going to be too much? I'll see you at the camp. See you at the camp. See you at the camp. They, when they came to their senses, they escaped the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. May you come to your senses that all i've been told all along has been lies lies that you should not give yourself wholly to god lies that you should not be sold out to serving god while in the other world you are an expert you are a certified womanizer specialist a major a general uh, the, the Lord is setting you free I said the Lord is setting you free say today I come to my senses I am escaping all the schemings of Satan in Jesus' name Amen. 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 Escape from a life of sin to live a life of righteousness. To live a life that pleases God. Escape from all manner of bondage so you may serve God with your strength, with your energy, with your career, with your resources, with everything that you have. Escape and Jesus is the answer and the solution. He died so you may know freedom. He died so you may live for him. That the life you live is no longer yours, but it becomes a life in Christ. Are you ready to escape? Thank you for listening to this message. To order a CD of this message or a DVD, you can email us at media at weatherlife.mw or send a text or call this number 0881 164 448 0881 164 448 or visit the Weather Life Ministries International Campus off Mandala Road behind Blanta Market in Blanta, Malawi.
to please you and to feel you. 